0: Welcome to Whatever It Takes, the Degrassi podcast in which we watch every episode of Degrassi The Next Generation and then gab about it. Um, And if you want to follow along, you can watch every episode on YouTube because it's all there, which is cool. I'm Kelsey.
1: And I'm Holland. And today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 13, Cabaret. And like every episode, Kelsey, why don't you kick things off by reading the Degrassi Wiki Summary.
0: Okay, so you guys, uh, buckle in, this is a long one. Uh, Ashley's convinced that she and Terry are going to be the stars of the school talent show, singing her new and incredibly earnest ballad. Terry would rather add Paige and some fun sparkle to the act, but she's not sure how to tell Ashley. Meanwhile, Emma has worked hard on her new environmental dance piece, but it looks like it's going to be a disaster when Manny falls and can't dance. Hoping to win Emma's favor, Toby steps in and bravely dances in front of the whole school. But it's Sean who gains Emma's gratitude when he yells at the audience to stop laughing at their dance recital. So this is a really long synopsis, because they included, like, both storylines. But both storylines are equally important and perfect. I love this episode. It is weird.
1: (laughs) It also says the entire storyline with the grade 7s. It tells you, like, what happens from front to back, which, I mean, that's kind of lame, but it was still amazing. And I'm really happy that everything in this episode happened, because I loved it.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's a solid ep. Um, I'm very excited about this one. And, Hans, can you tell us just a little bit about the episode title?
1: All right, well, the episode is called Cabaret, and that is obviously based on the musical Cabaret. Um, I think it originally started on Broadway in the 70s maybe before that. I know there's a movie that Liza Minnelli is in. Um, It's about like C.D. Cabaret in, I believe, France. Um, I don't remember. I've seen the show. I saw it last year with Alan Cumming and Emma Stone, and it was great. Everyone should rent the movie, including myself, because I haven't
0: seen it yet. I have not seen Cabaret, but um, I've seen a lot of other plays, so I'm like, eh, maybe that counts. Um, didn't they try to remake something kind of, is that what, like, burlesque is kind of based on? I feel like, I feel like uh, there's some crossover there.
1: There, I think there might be a little crossover. You'd probably recognize some of the songs from it, like, maybe this time. You've probably heard that one. Uh, in. that's, a, that's, like, the first song. Burlesque, I don't think we should talk about that, though. <laughs>
0: Oh, that is that is bad. That is a bad <laughs> movie. Um, all right. So, I think we should just jump right into the app. Um, so we start off in Ashley's like way too dark bedroom. I don't know what's going on there. And she is playing the piano. The thing with Ashley's music is that she has a lovely singing voice, and she is not that good at the piano. Like it's like it's very beginner basic like I had like friends like who had been like playing piano since we were children and I remember them pay- playing the piano when we were children and that was about their skill level and then by the time they reached middle school they were very good so Ashley's like self-importance with how well she plays the piano was very confusing but her singing voice is wonderful
1: But her singing voice is beautiful, but the problem with Ashley is that she's Ashley, and she's boring, and her song is so boring. It's slow and somber and just, like, very stereotypical sad girl trying to be, like, meaningful music,
0: but with also kind of questionable lyrics, yeah it's not great um actually you know what? i think i'm gonna just input it right here and then you guys can hear for yourself in case you didn't watch along because it's it's just so ashley oh just tell me how i can be all that you ask of me and still feel So, that's a thing that happened. Just so confused by the lyrics. Like, tell
1: me how I can be all that you ask of me? Like, what are we doing? But then she later says something about being free to be who I am. It's very contradictory and confusing.
0: It's just the most, like, generic, like, teenage girl in her poetry book to read in front of the class type of situation. Like, it's very inoffensive um, and just, like... Blah, whatever. Um, well, as Terry said, it's blah. It's just super blah. Like, I am I agree with you, Terry. Um, and then Terry is, like, getting ready for, uh, like, school presentation for Snake's class. And she's doing it on the occult, which I'm like, am I Terry? <laughs> this is very on brand for me. I love it. I'm, like, so on board with the Ouija board and the tarot cards, and I fucking love it.
1: Yeah, as soon as she was talking about, like, the mystic oracle, I was like, and Kelsey's on board. (laughs) And so she gives her mystic oracle presentation in front of the class and even has a Ouija board demonstration with fucking Spinner who called, I feel like his name now is just fucking Spinner, but who comes up and is like, calls her Madam Terry and has her, like, get or ask the spirits what his childhood pet's name was and she gets it right.
0: Yeah, which is, like, everyone in the class is like, whoa, and then later Ashley, like, totally calls her out on it. She's like, I was there when Spinner told you the cat's name a month ago, which is, like, okay, full disclosure, I, like, low-key believe in everything forever, like, of all time, Um, and I'm, like, psychics, for sure. But that is, like, a classic move for, like, fake psychics, of which there are so many. Um, it's a lot of, like... I'm seeing an M or like they like bug like people's uh like like the green room before they go on so they can be like I hear that you lost someone recently I think it was your aunt and she died in a car accident and it's like a whole fucking thing um so I thought that was kind of funny that Ashley was like no 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 you're an amateur you're like not real
1: (laughs) yeah so but we've established that Terry is one with the Oracle and it kind of And then Paige sees this as a way for her to be a master manipulator because the school talent show is coming up, aka the lunchtime cabaret, which I'm also like,
0: do we have time for an entire cabaret
1: at lunchtime?
0: I don't understand the lunchtime cabaret. I'm just, as soon as like Radich announced it over the thing, I was like, wait, this is during school. This is just during lunch. Like, how long is each act and how many people are going on? Because, from my memory, lunch period was, like, 42 minutes or something. And, like, even with a block schedule, I think it's, like, an hour or an hour and a half. I don't know. I haven't been in high school in a long time. But I know that, like, a lot of them do block scheduling now where it's, like, an hour or something. But still, that's not enough time for an entire thing. Like, a talent show, I feel like, is, like, maybe two hours long. You know? I mean, that's probably, like, at the most. But I can imagine it would be, like, two hours long. But why wouldn't they do this after school? I I have so many questions.
1: Or just, like, be like, oh, after lunch classes are canceled and we're just going to do the talent show and then that's the day. Like, I think I, my middle school did not have talent shows, but my elementary school did, which I bet those were real bad looking back on that now. But I'm pretty sure we just, like, got out of class and, like, the talent show happened and that was the day. But, yeah, I don't think lunchtime is enough time to do that.
0: My middle school had talent shows, but no one ever signed up, so they always got canceled. But I feel like they were always planned for at night for, like, when school dances would be. But, like, only, like, the weird kids signed up. And, like, in sixth grade, I think my friends and I signed up for some things because I was, like, Easily pushed into that sort of thing. And I was like, I have no talents. Why is this happening to me? And they were like, we should lip sync. And it was always to, like, Leslie Gore. Or like, something crazy. <laughs> um, it was a lot of, like, we should do, like, feminist anthem. Which is, like, I think that was my friend Kim's influence. Because that's very Kim. Um, and we never ended up doing it. Because the talent shows always got canceled. Because nobody fucking signed up. Because talent shows are a little lame. Um, so lame. So lame. So it's, like... I think they always, but I think they were always at night. I don't know. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I remember in elementary school, I like tried out to be one of the like MCs of the talent show and I didn't get it and I was really upset about it. But looking back, probably for the best because those talent shows were awful. They were like third graders singing Uncle Cracker. I have a very distinct (laughs) memory of that.
0: That's Um, amazing.
1: (laughs) But anyway, there's a lunchtime cabaret coming up and. So, which is why Ashley has wrote this boring song that she and Terry are supposed to be singing together as a duet with their group named Two Girls and a Keyboard, which I'm like, ugh. I mean, I know this came up before Two Girls, One Cup, but I just kept kind of like connecting that in my brain, and I was not happy about it.
0: Two Girls and a Keyboard is, like, simultaneously trying too hard and not trying hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just, Ugh. Come on, get it together.
1: But Paige wants to be in their group and be part of the cabaret because she's Paige and she needs any moment to shine. But Ashley's song is boring as fuck. And so she sees Terry's proclusion to the Oracle as a way to manipulate Ashley into A, letting her join the group when Terry rigs the tarot cards, and to be going with, like, changing her entire song into something more, like, upbeat and poppy when Terry just straight up lies about the tarot cards.
0: Which is, like, I mean, it's a better song and it's a better thing. I mean, the thing with Ashley and Paige is that I feel like they're, like, two sides of the same coin and they both just go a little bit too far. And we need Terry to be the happy medium, but Terry is too easily pulled in both directions.
1: (laughs) medium.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even do that on purpose, but I love it. That's great. Um, yeah, so she's, but she's like so easily pulled in both directions because Terry, not unlike Manny, has no backbone. And Ashley, not unlike Emma, is a fucking steamroller. Like, unbudgeable until the very end when I'm like, oh, this is the first time I've ever liked Ashley.
1: Yeah, Um, I know whenever, she's very much like Emma that whenever she doesn't get her way or when Terry starts to like disagree with her, she gets very attacky and very mean to Terry and it's like, oh, like you would know and no, 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 like I feel like we've seen this in previous episodes when Terry was trying to give her cautious advice about Jimmy and Ashley just like straight lashes out against her, like, oh, how would you know? You've never had a boyfriend. And in this episode, it's like, oh, how would you know? Like, you don't play the piano. You don't, like, write songs. I feel like she says something like that in this episode.
0: Yeah, Ashley's kind of a bitch. Um, and she's a steamroller, and she takes it out on Terry. And I also think, like, not only is she just straight-up mean to Terry, she's kind of insulting in that she, like, even when Terry is standing up to her, she still doesn't think that Terry's thinking for herself. She's like, oh, Paige, like, talked you into this. Like, there's no part of Ashley that thinks that Terry is an individual person. Like, she's like, oh, Paige put you up to this. Not like, oh, you disagree with me. It's like, no, you're being manipulated. Like, I'm manipulating you all the time forever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's like, no, Terry just happens to like more of the same things that Paige does. And it could be because Terry maybe, like, looks up to Paige more as, like, a leader figure and she thinks that the things that Paige does are is cool. Because Paige is, like, the ultimate popular cool girl of the school. But I think Paige is more, like, the type of girl that Terry wants to be and that's why she, she sides with her. But it's because, she, like, that's the kind of things that she's interested in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah, we, we just need Terry to have more of a backbone and to balance the other two girls out. Because Paige goes so hard into being Paige Chuck and the sex kittens and wearing the, like, crop top. And it's it's, like, too much. Like, it's great, and I love every fucking minute of it, but I'm like, this is too much. You are in eighth grade. And then Ashley is just boring as shit and, like, unbudgeable and fucking mean, and I'm like, ugh, everyone's terrible. Everyone's garbage, except for Terry. But Terry's garbage because she's, like, loosey-goosey, can't make a statement about anything. But I think even if she did, she would still be, like, siding with Paige. But it's, like, you know... That is also because she has no backbone. Like, Terry, fucking nut up.
1: But I also think Paige is nicer to Terry than Ashley is. Like, when Paige is trying to be manipulative, she's at least, she's still being nice, and I think she does it in a way like, oh, no, we should do this because it's really cool. Like, see, like, I think it's really cool. We should do it. And Ashley's like, um, no, this is my way or the highway. We're doing this. Like, I can't believe you want to... Go a different way, like, are you stupid? Like, that's the implications that I get from when Ashley is trying to get her way. And also, Paige, I think, does a better job at kind of talking Terry up. I mean, in the earlier episode, when Paige is being a straight up bitch to Terry about the whole spinner thing, she was awful at manipulating her for her own gains. But in this episode, she I think she kind of instills more confidence in Terry. Like, when they're trying on the outfits, Paige is, has, like, her sparkly, like, crop top and sparkly skirt. And, like, oh, we should totally wear this. And pa- Terry's like, oh, that would look really good on you. And she's like, no, you too. You should totally wear this. It's so cool. Like, I think Paige is more inclusive about the things that she wants to do. And Ashley is more like, no, you will adhere to this or you will die,
0: basically. Ashley's a dictator. Um, But, I mean, I, and while I totally agree, like I think that Paige is much nicer, um, and I also think that she's in the right because she did make the song better, even though it's still, I and mean, we'll get into the song, it's not great, but it's better than it was before. Um, but I, I think that Paige being nicer is still just a part of her manipulation. Um, I don't think she's actually being nice. I think she's just getting her way. And I th- I mean, we've seen Paige turn on a dime. Like, she was so nice to Manny in the last episode until Manny was like, no, what you're doing is wrong, fuck you. And then she turns on her in like a second. So I, I think that Paige being nice is also just Paige being a sociopath, <laughs> um, which is fine. It's okay. It makes her more interesting to me than her just being like a nice person.
1: That is very true. But anyway, so hopping over, so Emma's storyline is she, for so for her cabaret performance, she, of course, wants to perform an interpretive dance about endangered panthers, or just like poaching panthers, and she kind of ropes Manny into doing this with her, and she tries to get Sean to be the hunter in... The skit. But Sean's like, fuck that. I don't dance. I don't hunt. I'm not being a part of this. But I support you. Well, we learn that later. And then this is where Toby, creepy as Toby lurking in the shadows of the hallway sees his moment to shine and on automatically is like, oh, of course, I'll do it, Emma. Yeah, I mean
0: Toby's just sad. <laughs> He's just sad. I don't know. I mean I have like, I have some notes on this storyline, but not as many. It's, you know, he's just hopeless. Like, I just, there's nothing else to it. He's, like, sad potato, doughy, hopeless. And JT says it later. He's like, she has a boyfriend. And Toby's like, well, you know, I'm the one dancing. It's like, no, Toby, that doesn't make you good. Like, (laughs) like you're, he's, mm, he's so, like, the nice guy that it's frustrating. Because it's like, he's not doing this to be nice. And that's what's fucking infuriating to me. Is he's not dancing because he wants to dance. He's not dancing because he's a good friend and he sees that his friend is struggling. He's dancing because, I mean, in a child way, he's looking to put niceness coins into the Emma box and eventually get sex. And, I mean, they're in seventh grade. So eventually to get, like, made out with, kind of, or, like, kissed on the cheek, because it's Degrassi. Um, But he's not doing it to be her friend or to be a nice person Or for the love of dance. Like, he is doing it because he likes this girl and he wants her to break up with her boyfriend. Which is not going to happen because Sema for life.
1: I know. I hate Toby so much. He's awful. And, And everybody knows this is why he's doing it, even Emma. Like, throughout the entire episode... Even Manny is like or JT's like you know this isn't going to make her like you and I feel like M or Manny says something to her to, to him about it too and he's just like nah I don't know like he's totally just owning the fact that he a is in love with Emma and he will do anything for her because he's in love with her and is eternally trying to get her to like him and it's just a fruitless endeavor and Toby you're just like the saddest potato ever Anyway, while Paige and Terry and Ashley are outside messing with the tarot cards, Manny gets her cards read by Terry, and Terry pulls a card that says something about, "Oh, your day's going to end unexpectedly, unexpectedly with a twist." And I was like, "Oh god." And then later on, Manny ends up trying to do a dance move on the stairs, which by the way, Manny, you are a d- you've done gymnastics, you should know to not start these things on the top of a staircase, but she does, and she falls down, and she twists her ankle, which means Toby now has to wear a leotard in their dumb interpretive dance, and Manny is now the hunter, and Toby's just awful at it, and, but they persevere anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, although I did make a note that I'm, Very glad that Manny knows what a jeté is. Um, She's the only person on this fucking show who knows any dance moves and performs them properly. But why is she doing that on the stairs? What is wrong with you? That's very stupid. Especially after you got a fucking tarot card reading being like, "Uh Uh-huh, twist! And it's like, yeah, we get it. we get it. It's a little (laughs) heavy-handed. Also, the audio for the ankle-twisting sound is super gross. It's like... Oh,
1: I hate it. hate it. <laughs> uh, oh, Degrassi and their weird insert sounds. So, Toby is now a panther and a leotard, and Paige is trying to take over two girls and a keyboard, or three girls and a keyboard now, and... She brings Terry into the media immersion room to Mr. Simpson, who teaches them how to use, like, a synthesizer keyboard, and he transforms their song into something a little bit more exciting. And Ashley, I don't, she's just waiting for them in the hallway, I guess, and he overhears, like, the beats coming from the room, and it's like, and she immediately gets angry. Is like, what is that? It's like, you don't even know that that is your song yet. Why are you already angry about this? I feel like
0: Ashley just comes into any situation immediately furious. Uh, Just fucking irate. Um, You know, and also, why is it so loud? (laughs) Like, that she can hear it from down the hall. Like, it should not be that loud. Is this before or after Paige shows her the outfit? After. It's after. Can we do Fashion Police? Mm -hmm. Okay, because I have a thousand notes. (laughs) Um, So, for starters, Ashley will not stop wearing fucking turtlenecks. Every single outfit of Ashley in season one is of her wearing a turtleneck, and I'm sick of it, and hate it. And also, I hate Paige's sweater at the beginning. Paige makes some fashion choices that are questionable. Um, and she looks good in it. Like, it's a good color on her. Um, it's a good color on her. Uh, I like the, like, cerulean. But it's, like, weird turtleneck, and just the neck part is, like, fuzzy, and it's, it's bad. It's real bad. Um, And I also, in the same scene at the beginning, I hate Terry's gray hoodie because she's wearing a very cute outfit underneath. And I feel like this happens a lot with her, that she, like, purposely looks schlubby. And it's stupid because it's like, your outfit's cute, you're cute, why are you hiding yourself under this terrible gray hoodie that, like, Spinner should wear all the time?
1: (laughs) Another weird page choice was, I couldn't tell what was on her shirt. She was wearing, like, a long-sleeved shirt with like weird things printed on it I couldn't tell what was on it but it looked like a like a whirlwind of inanimate objects just like flying around on her shirt I wasn't really a fan of that but I was a fan of her talent show outfit with the sparkly kind of sleeveless shirt with the sparkly skirt and later when Terry has her talent show outfit on she's wearing like the jeans with the same sparkly shirt, and both of their hair looks pretty good with their cute little headbands and the wavy hair. Of course, with the two strands peeking out, as was the way in two thousand and two.
0: Yep, you gotta love those little tendrils. Um, and also, uh, with the sparkles and all the shit, their uh, makeup looks are so two thousand and one. They have like the nude but shiny lips that are oh, confusing. Yeah. Um, too much eyeliner, blue eyeshadow, it's very middle school in 2001, which is when I was in middle school, so it makes a lot of sense. Um, or maybe, no, middle school for me was more like 2002, 2003, but it was the same look. It, it never stopped happening until, like, maybe 2007, <laughs> it kind of stuck around, so, yeah, rough makeup look. hmm
1: And they were wearing, like, the colored, tinted sunglasses on stage, too, which were also very early 2000s. It kind of reminds me of like what Mary-Kate and Ashley would wear in one of their movies. They were like blue tinted glasses, of course, to match their outfits.
0: Uh, speaking of uh, outfits for the competition, um, Emma's little plastic nose is adorable, <laughs> and I love it. And I love Manny's hunter outfit. I thought that was great. I was like, this is a very clever way to work her crutch, and I love flannel forever, so I'm like, you look cute.
1: I know, I loved the crutch turn into a shotgun, like, very good use of crutches, but I think that's all I really have. Did we talk about Liberty?
0: Oh my god, no. Okay, so Liberty, (laughs) uh, also during the talent show, Liberty's outfit is crazy. (laughs) She's like a ringleader, but not... It's bonkers. She has like almost it's like almost a pin, almost a bolo tie, and it's bejeweled and she has a hat and her shirt doesn't match and it's everything that I want. It's it's everything. I want to be this for Halloween.
1: She looks like the MC from Cabaret. She's wearing a tap, top hat. She's wearing a jacket with tails and it's just in it's insane and of course liberty is dressed up like this for the cabaret because she's probably seen the movie because she's liberty
0: yeah it, it's a lot um but i think that's all i have for fashion police are you good mm-hmm. so they're in the media immersion
1: room snake is showing them how to use the keyboard to make their to jazz up their song ashley gets pissed and comes in and is like hey guys what are you doing i didn't sign off on this And Paige, again, is like, well, let's consult the Oracle again and see which version we should use. And Terry pulls up a card and lies about it. It's like, we should go with the new one. And then the next day, when they're about to go on, Ashley comes in wearing, like, head to toe black. Again, like, I think she's wearing, like, a black trench coat that goes down to her knees. And she is not dressed for their show. She shows her shows Terry and Paige a printout of the tarot card from the net and is like, "I did some internet research and you lied, Terry. The priestess means go with the old and you lied."
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like get over it. Like you know what this is about. Um, you know, and then she's like talking about like well, you know, the oracle said that we should have gone with the old, so I can't wait to see how much you guys fuck up. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what she's saying, which is like, cool, way to be a supportive friend. You're an asshole. Um, And so that was frustrating, but you know what? They went on, they killed it. Um, The song is not good, but it's better (laughs) than it was before. Um, Y'all can compare and contrast. I will drop it in, and then we can, let's have a listen. So yeah, I mean, it's better than it was, it's dancier, it's more appealing to like that age group, it's good for a middle school song, basically, like it's good for like a couple of 13 year olds to have written it. It's not great, I wouldn't download it and be like, now yeah, just tell me how I can be, but uh, it's, sorry, I just dropped my water bottle, Um, but it is, it's not, it's not good, <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it's very early 2000s girl group. Like, it's very, like, be, well, bewitch was 90s, but it's very, like, what was that one song, like, He Loves Me, He Loves You Not? It reminds me of that song.
0: It's very, like, Dream or, um like, S Club 7. Or Play. Do you remember uh, Play? I remember Play. Or, um, 18s.
1: Oh, my God, I loved the 18s. Yeah, it was very in that genre. I saw what they were going for, and I think they did a good job considering their, like, 13-year-olds in middle school with the help of a weird media immersion teacher who was, like, way too into their jam session during that experiment. But they go on and kill it.
0: They do. And also, I love Snake working with them on that. He was so into it. And it's like, sometimes Snake gives off this vibe that you're like, are you creepy? But we know that he isn't. I think it's just, like, his face. Um, But... Uh, his old band with uh, Joey Joey Jeremiah. Joey Jeremiah, who I'm so excited for when he comes back because I miss him and his sexy bald head. I miss <laughs> Joey Jeremiah. Um, but they were in a band called The Zoom Remedy. and I th- thought
1: it was The Zit Remedy.
0: Oh, it is The Zit Remedy. I, I wrote it down in Zoom and I got confused. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. But it gives me life. I love it. I want to hear their music and I want to see their old music video. And I know it happens later so i'm ready for when it does
1: do we see their music video i mean i know they reference their one song from i know i know it was from the 80s show they have their song they make a music video it's a whole thing but i don't know if we ever see it but i remember when shows were airing on the n they at one point i think they like did reruns of all the old like degrassi high degrassi junior high and then like in between commercial breaks they would play the music video from the old show, and I remember seeing that on TV, and I know they sing it, like, all the fucking time on this show.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot, um, but I, I'm pretty sure they do play it at some point, because I have, like, a vague memory of it. Um, I can kind of picture it in my head. Are you just doing the safety dance? <laughs> no, um. that was what they did in the video. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm pretty sure, but I'm often wrong, so who knows? Um, so, they kill it at the talent show, which is great. Um, everyone applauds. It's very cool. Um, and they go into the bathroom, and Ashley is the best that she's ever been. I, like, wrote down, I was like, this is the most I've ever liked Ashley. Um, I probably won't like her this much again for a while. So, you know, TBD. We'll see. Um, so she goes in, and she's like, you guys were awesome. You fucking nailed it. I would love to be back in the band. You guys were great. And Terry was like, join the band. This will be so much fun. And then Paige was like, let's be PMS.
1: The initials of Paige Michael Chuck and the sex kittens, the name she was trying to push the entire episode. And I was like, wow. I was very surprised at how quickly Ashley turned around and how it was like a complete 180 from what happened before the song. But I was happy. I was glad that she was like, "Uh." you know what, that was actually really good. I'm glad that I stepped away from the situation and was able to
0: come around. It was very mature, which is nice. Because cause Ashley likes to talk about being mature, but she never does anything that is mature. She's just, like, severe instead. Um, she gets them confused because she's 13, and, like, she's like, this is what maturity is. And I feel like when you're that age, you're just, like, a little bit dumb, and you don't know how to be an adult because you are a child, Um, But, yeah, she's, like, being very mature, and I was like, yes, go Ashley. And I love PMS as a name. I think it's amazing. I Like, it's incredible. I think it's amazing. I think that there should be a PMS cover band also called PMS.
1: Yeah, and Paige even says, it's edgy, it's cool. And I, you know what? For middle school, I 100% agree. And I can't wait. Well, I can't wait for the next... Installment of PMS, but it's also a very difficult episode when it happens. But I'm ready for it. But backing up, Emma and Toby and Manny perform their interpretive dance, which is bonkers and ridiculous, and everybody in the crowd is laughing because it is insane. But then, mid performance, after Toby falls around and bonks his head on Emma. Everyone's laughing, and Sean just stands up and is like, Hey, shut up! Let them dance! And then they finish their performance, and Sean is a hero. And after the performance, Emma's like, Oh, Toby, good job! That was great! And then she sees Sean and, like, runs away. And I was like, Hey, Toby, poor you, but not really. And she runs after Sean and tells him how brave he was and then gives him a kiss on the cheek, and my heart swooned.
0: Totally. Um, Sean and Emma forever. I just wrote Sean with like three hearts next to it. Um, Because just amazing. And Toby is bullshit. Like, (laughs) honestly, I feel no sympathy for Toby. He deserves nothing. Um, You know, he just, just nothing. He deserves nothing. Um, And also, I just want to note that I love how much Emma clearly does not give a shit. About what anybody else thinks. Because nobody is going into that situation going, I'm going to do an interpretive dance <laughs> about an endangered animal. Because they think that it will make people like them. Like, I think Manny kind of thought it would. Because she was like, it's our school mascot. But Manny's also kind of dumb. You know? Like, for a while, she's kind of dumb. She smartens up. But for the most part, it's like, stupid. Um, but yeah, I'm like, Emma does not give a shit. I respect the hell out of Emma. Like, go team Emma. And
1: you can tell that that's a big component about what Sean likes about Emma because he is, he always is so like engaged and interested in her whenever she's just doing whatever the fuck she wants with so much confidence and not a care about what anybody else thinks about her. And I love that Sean loves that about Emma because. He doesn't like her because she's, like, a cool girl, because she's not, like, the cool girl of Degrassi, but I love it. And, again, it's the bad boy with the heart of gold storyline that I fall for in every single show that I watch, but I don't care. It's pandering, but it's, it's, I've said it before, it's to people exactly like me.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's big time pandering to us, but, you know, they want us to ship it. Speaking of, we should just do ship of the episode right now, because we fucking know who it is. Sean and Emma, hands down. Like, 100%. Although, um, if we're going to be like last episode and do a friendship ship, I'm definitely like three-way Terry, Paige, and Ashley, because at the end, they really pulled through. But Sean and fucking Emma forever. Like, they were barely together in the episode until the end but she like kissed him on the cheek, and it was really cute and amazing.
1: I know. I wasn't... Uh, until the end, and when Sean stands up for Emma and she kisses him on the cheek, I didn't... I was like, oh, I don't know if there's going to be a ship of the episode. Like, this isn't really about that. But then, of course, Sema comes back into action, and I always will ship it forever until the day that I die. But I also agree with your friendship ship. I was happy with the way that they're... Little kerfuffle got resolved at the end. But, so who do you think is the Spirit Squad captain of the episode?
0: I mean, that's tough. Kind of nobody, but kind of everybody. I'm going to go with Sean. Yeah, I I feel like there isn't another option. Because everyone else is like, there are good parts and bad parts, but I feel like Sean is, like, consistently good. I mean, he doesn't help Emma dance because he doesn't want to and I'm like that's fair it's not your thing you don't have to he doesn't like pull a toby and be like well if I'm nice to this girl she'll like kiss me he's more like he's he's doing everything for honorable reasons he's like I don't like dancing I will come cheer you on and be your support team but I don't dance I don't hunt I don't fake hunt I'm not doing this <laughs> fuck you he's out Sean out and, but then at the end, he's like, hey, everybody shut the fuck up. Because it's, he's not not dancing because he doesn't, because he, like, cares what other people think. He just doesn't want to dance because he's like, no, uh, that's <laughs> not what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, no, uh, Ryan Atwood Light for the win. I 100% agree with you.
1: He was the only one who, like, did something Spirit Squad Captain worthy. Everyone else was kind of concerned with themselves and the talent show and doing lots of things motivated purely by selfish selfish reasons. And Sean was not, and he was amazing, and I love him forever. Um, The moral of the episode, try to see, I feel like a lot of these are like, try to see the other person's point of view. Um, don't be a fucking steamroller. Do things free. With good intentions? I don't know. What do you think?
0: So, I feel like... Yeah, no, I I think it's stand up for yourself. I think that's what it's got to be. Because for Terry, I, I, I feel like Terry is, like, the crux of the episode, even though, like, the Emma stuff is happening. I feel like the big story is that, you know, Terry needs to stand up for herself to both of them and just be like, this is what I think is right. We need to find a happy medium. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha, medium. You know, so I I think that that is the moral, is just stand up for what you believe in.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, I think that about wraps up this episode. But plug-wise, you can follow us on Twitter, at DegrassiPod, and on Tumblr, .tumblr whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com. And if you have any questions for us, and you want us to answer them on the show... You can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. And we're on SoundCloud, and we're on iTunes. We're in most of the places.
0: Um, yeah, no, we're, we're basically everywhere um, except for Instagram. Um, but if you want to follow our separate Instagrams, um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at kelsucks with a Z at the end.
1: And you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at hollandtacular.
0: And, um... I guess as far as plugging, something else goes. Um, I recently watched a movie on a plane that was real fun. Um, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. It did not so well in the box office. Um, but it was a good time. Uh, it was pretty great. Uh, it was very, very fun. You know, it's feminism, it's Jane Austen, it's Zombies, has a really fun cast. Matt Smith plays, um, the cousin, who's, like, kind of a pain in the ass, and it's It's real fun. It's a good time. Uh, Would recommend if you want to watch Feminism and Zombies and Jane Austen.
1: I am going to plug a show that's been on for a little bit, but probably still deserves all of your attention, because as of recording this, a bunch of shows have gotten the axe recently. That have been pretty well established. But I'm going to plug Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because I just caught up with all of the episodes on Hulu, and it's amazing, and I love it. Andy Sandberg, Chelsea Peretti, Terry Crews. It's a great, it's a fun laugh, and
0: you should watch it. I second that. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It filled the hole in my heart that Parks and Rec and 30 Rock left behind. Um, although uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt has kind of picked up for 30 Rock because they're both, like, Tina Fey joints. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just, it's, it's kind of the perfect show. It's pretty great. There's, like, I have no complaints about Brooklyn Nine-Nine ever. Like, the only thing that was kind of bad was the issue with, um, what's-his-face, um, uh, Jake's friend, um, Charles Charles Boyle having a crush on Rosa and, like, being, like, really aggressive about it, but then they remedied it, and they fixed it, and it's like, okay, this is much better now. The only thing that I didn't like about this show is fixed. So, yeah, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine for sure.
1: Also, my fave, and I know your fave, Jason Manzukis, is in a couple of the episodes in the most recent season, and I think he might be coming back. At least I hope he is. But yeah, watch it.
0: Oh my god, I want him to come back so bad. Um, yeah, no, shouts out to Jason Manzukis, who, <laughs> I mean, if, oh my god, he's like Loki, the love of my life. I'm like, can <laughs> you please call me? That would be great. Um, but I also like men that are much older, <laughs> so... It's fine, you guys. We're doing great here. Um, But I fucking, let's sign off because we're going to record some more today, you guys. So, um, talk to you next time. Bye, Panthers.
1: Bye, Panthers. Endangered Panthers. (gasps) Endangered.